Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Wrapping up hour number three, PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, filling in for Nick and Ken, who will be back Thursday, Friday. Ryan and I will be right back here on You Better You Bet tomorrow, talking all things college hoops, NBA, and NFL once again. We're getting ready to preview some more NFL games. You can Continue watching us on Stadium for the next 15 minutes or so. So make sure you go to watchstadium.com. We will still be on twitch.tv slash betql and youtube.com slash odyssey sports uh, until 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then Trista Crick, Nick Ashu will take it away on BetMGM tonight. All right, Ryan, so you gave your thoughts on Packers and Cowboys I love this game for props. Like, I really like it. One of my favorite props of the entire wildcard weekend is the Dallas kicker, Brandon Aubrey, over one and a half field goals. Got to lay juice at minus 125. Now, you talked about Joe Barry. Yeah. I don't think Green Bay cares about this game in between the 20s. Like, they they just are going to concede yards to Dallas. They know that the Packers, they know that Dallas is going to be able to move the ball. I like CeeDee Lamb overs in this game. You talked about Ferguson Really like that, too. I think both those guys are going to have a big game. In the playoffs, the two things that you will consistently hear people talk about, turnovers and red zone. Who scores touchdowns and who kicks field goals? Green Bay knows that they're going to give up yards to Dallas, but where the game is going to be won if they are able to keep Dallas to field goals. And I think that they'll be able to do that. Brandon Albury also has a leg on him. We know McCarthy will let him kick it from 60. So I I love that. Uh, the dude's only missed two kicks all year, and oddly enough, it came this past Sunday against Washington where one was blocked and one he doinked. Then at the end of the game, they sent him back out there, absolutely drilled a 50-yarder. So Aubrey's really good. I love his over one-and-a-half field goals in this game. Uh, I mentioned CeeDee Lamb. It's 97-and-a-half receiving yards. Like, I- I'd take it. I think he goes for 100-plus. I also really like Jordan Love. I think he's going to have a good game, 247-and-a-half. I think he's going to be able to make plays on 
this Dallas defense. Now, obviously, you can run on Dallas, and I think Green Bay is going to try to run a little bit with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. But as you know, Green Bay might come in with the game plan to run the ball. If it's not working, they're going to abandon it. Yeah. And I think they're going to go with uh, with Jordan Love. So I do like his overpassing yards. I really like that Aubrey prop, though, man. I think we're getting three, four field goals out of Aubrey on Sunday. Yes, yeah, yeah, oh, man, I really like the props in this game, too. And I would love Dallas if it was at seven. And I didn't fire immediately. And at eight, at seven and a half, I can make the case for Green Bay here. But I do think that it's going to be a good game for props. The first thing I looked at uh, is what you said with Jordan Love. So you could run the ball on Dallas, but yes. I looked at Aaron Jones rushing yards, 69 and a half, and that sounds about right. He's been a monster the last three weeks. He's yeah. won over 100 yards in all three games, mm. uh, including against Chicago, and they had a top 10 run defense. So I still lean over on Aaron Jones, but I do think that Jordan Love's going to have to drop back in this game, especially if they go down a score or two, and his passing attempts at 34 and a half, I think there's a reason it's juice minus 125 now. So I do like the over there. Yep. And then, um, you said it, uh, CeeDee Lamb. It's juicy now. Seven and a half receptions, minus 140. That's why I do like Jake Ferguson as well. Don't really love the number, though. Four and a half. It is plus money, plus 115 to the over. But I agree. Joe Barry, Green Bay, they play a bunch of uh, soft zone defense, zone coverage. Tight ends kinda, always yeah, feast. They give up the underneath stuff. And then when you get in the red zone, they try to limit you to field goals. Um, the only thing is, last week against Chicago and the week before that, they did start playing a little bit of man. I just don't think that you could do that against Dallas. You know, I mean, um, they got Jair back, who's one of the better corners in the league, but Eric Stokes, who they took in the first round a couple of years ago, is not healthy right now. Yep. So I just don't know that they're going to be able to play man. And are they going to be able to get natural pressure? Dallas still has a pretty good offensive line. Are they going to be able to uh, get after Dak in this game? Because they were against Justin Fields. They sacked him, what, five times? Kenny Clark had a sack in that game. Um Wyatt had a sack in that game. Van Ness finally uh, showed up, had a sack in that game from Iowa, their first round pick. I just, I don't know that they're going to be able to play man coverage against this Dallas team. So I love the Ferguson and CeeDee Lamb props. And I agree um, with you, but we'll see. Like if they do switch it up and play man, that scares me a little bit. But I think this is a good props game. And I like the over, even at 50 and a half. Mm. Yeah, I think we're going to get some points in this one. I think we could too. You know what? I really now, you talked me into it. You were talking about Aaron Jones running the football and how he good he's been. I, I like Jordan Love over seven and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I like that too. Like, I really like that. We were talking, yeah. I think quarterbacks, rushing props are some of my favorite things to bet in, in the NFL playoffs, right? Because think about it. When you play a 17-game regular season, week four, week nine, week 13, like, you're probably going to throw the ball away, right? If you can get those two yards but know you're going to take a hit, you're probably just going to throw it away. In the playoffs, you're trying to get every yard, right? Oh, yeah. Especially a guy like Jordan Love. Getting his first taste of playoff football, I, I man, with that Dallas pass rush too, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence going up the field, nice little lane. I Ryan seven and a half, man. Really, no, like, I love really like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a really good angle. I like the rushing yards for Jordan Love, and they've been using his legs a little bit more. Mm. And in um, so especially at a short number, at a soft number right? like that, I mean, he can easily get that one carry. Yeah, I do like that. Um. And I think they'll use his legs a little bit here against that Dallas defense. They don't have any Green Bay receiving props up right now, but I do want to see how they use their tight ends in this game because they got Luke Musgrave back last week. He's been dealing with an injury, but Tucker Kraft's been pretty solid for them as well. And that's just something that you don't usually see from a Green Bay offense. Like when Aaron Rodgers was there, sure, he had Jermichael Finley for a couple years, the corpse of Jimmy Graham for two years. Jared Cook had one good year with them, but they never really used tight ends and threw across the middle of the field. Now they're doing that. And they have multiple tight ends that could do that. Also, I want to see what some of these props look like. The Packers have a lot of solid wide receivers right now. Wicks has been really good. 
Like Reed, crazy. I like Romeo Reed. Dobbs has kind of been the odd man out. Um, yeah. Suffered an injury in the first quarter in the last game. Also, is Christian Watson going to play in this game? Uh, that would be a huge get back for them. A guy that could hit, uh, take the top off the defense. Because you can move the ball against Dallas. I know how good that defense is, but you could run the ball against them. You could throw across the middle against them, but it's going to come down to Jordan Love's going to have to have enough time in the pocket. But I do like the rushing yards. I mean, the number one efficient play in all of football is the quarterback scramble. And, you know, Jordan Love could use his legs. So seven and a half, that's a good number. Jaden Reed over four and a half receptions is plus 115. I'm looking at his last two, four, his last eight games. He's had at least four receptions. Yeah, he's wide receiver number one right now for Green Bay. I still can't believe that they yeah. got him for Michigan State. Really, I loved him at Michigan State, but yeah. I didn't think he was going to be this good year one. They, they use him like as like the Swiss Army Knife guy, the gadget guy, so he could get the ball on an end around if you could find like a rushing and yeah. receiving plus. Um, but yeah, even at four and a half, I would like him. But That's I want to see what these big... other numbers look like when some of these other guys are ruled in. Like Christian Watson, if he does play, probably two and a half receptions. I'd go with the receiving yards for Christian Watson. That could be two catches, and he could go over that total. That's going to be a big prop game for me. I'm uh, I'm Same. looking forward to that one. Do you like Jordan Love? So, you... yeah, yeah. I actually just released a video on this because a lot of people give me a hard time. I hated the Jordan Love pick. I'll always admit I hated the Jordan Love pick. The reason I hated the pick was the right, Packers. You guys were win-now mode, and you're well, taking a quarterback. They won 13 games that season. It was year one, Aaron Rodgers with Matt LaFleur. And then the next two years, he wins back-to-back MVPs. But the year that they draft Jordan Love, I wanted Patrick Queen because the defensive side of the ball, they give up over, you got to remember, 300 yards on the ground to San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo threw nine passes. An NFL quarterback threw nine passes in a championship game. Mosert was the third-string running back at the time, and he went for over 200. Yeah. So I wanted Patrick Queen or... On the offensive side of the ball, I wanted T. Higgins because I love Devontae Adams, but you even saw it that year against Tampa Bay. They get in the red zone three straight trips, and it's Aaron Rodgers forcing the ball to Devontae Adams. Imagine if you have T. Higgins on the other side. He had 11 receiving touchdowns that year. Instead, they had uh, Equinemius St. Brown. We didn't even have the good St. Brown, man. Like, Give me the St. Brown that catches 100 balls in Detroit every year, right. not EQ. And MVS, who was a disaster. So I just thought a 13-win team... Probably shouldn't move up in the first round for a backup quarterback, but four years later, I'm the idiot, and uh, I get called out about it all the time. Yeah, Jordan Love, the last eight weeks of the season, has been QB number one. No He's doubt. got one pick. He's yeah. not turning the ball over. But if you go back, you watch him at Utah State, like he led the country in turnovers, and that was at Utah State. Right. A lot of bad habits thrown off his back foot, but yeah. I don't know. You could have said the same thing like about Mahomes when he was at Tech, though. Sure. I mean, he could make every single throw. And uh, like right now, the biggest difference I see with Jordan Love, the first couple weeks of the season, well, against Chicago week one, he looked great. But then the game against Denver, the games against the Raiders, the primetime spots, he looked awful. And he looked like he was just like playing with no confidence. Now he's like licking his lips out there. He's got like his tongue out like he's MJ and he's playing with a ton of confidence and he's feeling himself. That's a huge thing for a young quarterback. So look, uh, I do like him. There are going to be a lot of teaser legs with Dallas this week, probably myself included. Uh, Green Bay could be the upset. You think they're live in this game? I do. I really do. So you really have trust in Joe Barry. They're really, because that's the way that they win this game. You take away the football a couple times, you you get an interception from Dak, and you limit them to field goals. Dallas leaves points on the field. Yes. Here's here's what nobody's talking about. So Green Bay, a couple years ago, obviously, fires Mike McCarthy in season, something they never do, uh, and then they hire Matt LaFleur. McCarthy somehow talks himself into getting a job with Dallas by lying to Jerry Jones. Oh, I've been studying the analytics. Turns out he hasn't. Uh, But he's done a fine job this season. But if Dallas loses this game, they get home field advantage in this game. They, you can't beat them in Dallas. 
Does McCarthy get fired if they lose this game outright to a Packers team that won eight games this season? I think so. And if that happens, now the Packers have been responsible for McCarthy losing his job the last two times because they fire him, Mm. and then Green Bay and Jordan Love beat him, and he loses his job. That would just, I'd feel bad for the big guy. I don't know. I think he's going to be extra motivated in this game. I I think he certainly could get fired. I mean, Jerry's even talked about it. Like, he has proven that he can win games in the regular season, but that's not how he's judged. Like, yeah. Dallas wants to go to a Super Bowl, especially with the way that the head coach market is shaping up, right? I mean, you might have Jim Harbaugh. You're going to have Brian Johnson. You got Mike Vrabel out there that's now. What I mean. Like, you got some good candidates, man. So, I think if he loses this game, he absolutely could, uh, I agree, could be on the Because I always seat. thought Kellen Moore was going to be that next guy. If it wasn't going to be... When Jason Garrett was going to be replaced, yeah, and instead they brought it, they brought in McCarthy. So yeah, like the coaching search, the coaching market. Um, I don't think it's going to be hotter than it is this off season, because you got Ben Johnson, like you said. Now you got Vrabel, Belichick might be gone. Yeah, man. If they lose this game, he's out. I don't think they lose this game though. They could lose next week. They could lose the week after that. I don't Correct. think they're losing to Green Bay. But I could make the case for Green Bay anything uh, north of a touchdown at seven and a half or eight. I think that would be the play. But if we get back to seven, I'm hammering Dallas, and I do like the over in this game. I just I couldn't lay seven and a half with Dallas in no. a game like this. I couldn't. They've just they're they've shown us against good teams that they just they they can keep it close. So I'll uh, love the props in this game. Couldn't bet Dallas laying the uh, laying the points. If you want to take them in a teaser like minus one and a half, and you just get beat. So be it, but I think that would be the way that I could bet Dallas on the side. All right, coming up, starting hour number four here. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM, Ryan and I will break down the final two wild card games. Look at Rams, Lions, Eagles, and Bucks. Both of those games, three point spreads. We'll give our thoughts on that. We'll also look big picture. How do we see the playoffs shaking out? We'll discuss that and then give out our favorite bets of the night during the power hour. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat, filling in for Nick and Ken here. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM, hour four on the way next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.